0: From Parkway Church in Karana, this is the Parkway Podcast. Our prayer is that this message blesses and encourages you today as you listen. If you would like to know more information on who we are as a church, you can visit our website, weareparkway.com. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject of receiving revelation, of receiving direction from God, specifically for a new year. We're in a new year, and and we're looking for God's vision. We're looking for God's direction. And so I want to talk to you from that subject. Would you bow your heads with me, though, wherever you are, in your home, in your living room, in your kitchen, however it is you're tuning in, unless you're driving. But let's just bow our heads, and let's pray and ask the Spirit to speak to us. Holy Spirit of God, we just ask right now that as we tune in Um, Lord, to this service, and as we open your word, God, that you would speak to us. Lord, I've said and prayed, and I pray again, that as much as I can speak, Lord, right now, and I can share some thoughts ultimately lord you can speak right through me and you can speak to every single heart and mind and soul god within the sound of my voice god you can speak to one person about one issue and a completely different person about a completely different issue through the same message and so i pray this morning god as we look at the scriptures and as i share god would you open our hearts to receive ultimately the things that you want to speak lord we're looking for vision this morning and we're looking for your presence in the vision and so i pray in the name of jesus as we try to figure out god and we try to t- Tune in to what you want to do in our lives this year, God, that we would be open to receive from you in the name of Jesus. Be with me as I share. God, be with our, our tech right now. Lord, bless them abundantly as they're trying to figure stuff out, God. And I pray you bless every person, God, that's with us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but there is something that bubbles up inside of me when we begin a new year. Call it excitement, call it something else, but there's just something about a new year that gets me excited. And I say that knowing very well that we just came out of the year that we had and we're starting this year in the middle of a lockdown. There's, there's something about new that just, that just gets me excited. I don't know about you, but my kids, they love newness. I don't know if you are like one of those people that new things just excite you, but my kids love new things. And it's not even the thing that they like. It's just the feeling of the new that they like. For instance, before Christmas came about, we as a family went to Sipkins, which is like a nursery around here. And we were doing some Christmas shopping and looking because they got a lot of cool ideas and and gifts and whatnot. And my boys, we have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, they spotted this glass red robin. And I don't know what it was about this little glass red robin, but both of them became fixed on it and they wanted it so desperately. They were begging us for it. Can we get it? Can we get it? Can we get it? And we're like, no, Christmas is around the corner. Now, both of them had money in their pocket because they were going to buy each other gifts. And so they decided that they were going to buy each other without each other knowing these little glass red robins and so we kind of separated them a little bit we took one to the other end of the store while the other went and grabbed the bird and purchased it and then vice versa and then christmas morning comes around and they open it and they're so excited about this this new glass red robin they, they got they're they're stoked they're beyond themselves and then 24 hours later Our five-year-old Joshua takes this little red robin, he puts it in a box, and he says, I'm going to give this to my sister for Christmas next year. We're like, what's going on? You just got this. And he's like, I don't really like it anymore. See, the newness had worn off for him. It wasn't the red robin. It was the new factor. And sometimes we can get like that when it comes to a, a new year. We get excited, we anticipate, we make resolutions, we set goals, but then the end of January comes around and the newness begins to wear off and the excitement that comes with the newness and then whatever plans or goals or resolutions we have eventually fade because there's no more new. However, I believe that if we're mindful and intentional, we can build some habits in the newness of this year that can last and be with us and impact the remainder of this year. And so what we're doing as a church at the beginning of this year, starting today, is we are actually committing to the next 21 days to pray and to fast together. I said this at the beginning of 2020, and I'm saying it again now at the beginning of 2021, that I believe our greatest breakthrough is on the other end of prayer and fasting. Our greatest breakthrough is on the other air end of prayer and fasting the plateau that you've been feeling the hill that you've been climbing the hurt that you've been holding on to what God wants to do through us as a church our greatest breakthrough is on the other end of prayer and fasting now what we believe to be our greatest and what God believes to be our greatest can be two different things Right? I can think that this thing over here, that this is what I need, this provision, this reconciliation, this is the breakthrough I'm looking for when God, the Lord of our life, can actually see something differently. And I'm thankful that he's Lord and, and we're not, and so we trust him. But I'm excited about the new year, and I'm going to share a little bit at the end of this message a little bit more about what we're going to be doing for that, for that 21 days of prayer and fasting. But I'm excited about this new year, and I know not everyone is. It's It's hard to get excited when we're coming out of the year we just had. It's hard to get excited. Um, uh, Some of you, I saw this online this morning. That someone's resolution is just to do stuff. Literally, their resolution for 2021 is, "I'm going to do stuff." That's the goal that they've set. I saw one person posted, "I'm going to put on a different pair of sweatpants this year," right? Like we're not setting the bar very high, and it's and it's hard to set the bar high for a new year when we've been hit. Right, And when we are hit again, it's hard to to get back up and to be motivated. It's hard to have vision for what a new year can bring when we're coming out the year that we just had. However, let me say this, that regardless of what this new year will bring, this year will be greatly impacted. This year will be greatly impacted because of the perspective that you have. Regardless of your vision, good or bad, your vision will impact this year. Has anybody, maybe in the room, somebody give me some feedback, has anybody ever tried to drive with frosted windows? Yeah, a few people, that, everyone. Everyone is nodding their head in this room. I don't know if you've ever tried to, to drive with your windows frosted maybe for whatever reason you didn't have enough time to start the car and let the defroster do its thing maybe you you didn't have the scraper you know but you you got in your car and you have that little bit of hole you know that you can see through and so you're trying to drive the car and look through that you know you're kind of veering off to the right trying to look through that little hole trying to see what you can see and your vision is impacted because of the frost on the windows. Your vision is impacted, your journey is impacted, the drive is impacted because of what you you just went through and in in this case it might be a storm. But we can be the same in life. Is, is our vision becomes impacted because of what we've been through. Maybe we can't get past and our vision is clouded because of the pain and the hurt we've experienced. Maybe our vision is, is clouded because of our past experiences and our failed successes. Maybe it's, it's clouded because of the hurdles that we couldn't get over and we couldn't climb and the mountains we couldn't make it through. And so our vision impacts the journey. Much like when you get into that car and you have frosted windows. And maybe, just maybe, we don't have the right tools to help us see clearly. You know, I don't know about you, but almost every year when the first snowfall hits, I fail to put the the snow brush in my car. And so it feels like almost every year I'm getting in my car one day and I'm at a store or something and I have to clear off my window using my, my arm or my hand. And what I don't realize is I scrape off the snow is there's ice underneath and I have no way to scrape off the ice. Now the right tools in that situation would help me see clearer. And the same is with life. If we're looking for God's vision for our life, the right tools will help us see clearer, the right perspective, the right tools will give us the right vision. Now, here's the question that I ask myself when I think about all this, is why do I need vision anyway? Why do I need vision for my life? Why do I need vision for a year? Why does it matter? Can't I just exist? Can't I just live? Can't I just go to work and make ends meet and do what I got to do and that be the end of it? Well, that's where we come back to Proverbs 29. Verse 18, where it says, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. Some Bible versions will say this. They'll say, where there's no vision, the people perish. That word revelation literally means no revealed direction, no purpose, no meaning by God. And so in those cases, when there's no revealed direction, when there's no revealed purpose, when there's no meaning to life, people cast off restraint. And that word literally means they run wild and naked. That's what that translates to be. We run wild and naked when we have no vision for our life. I like how the the Proverbs 29 in the message version says it this way. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. So why do we need vision? We need vision because if we can't see what God is up to, if we don't have direction from God, then we cast off restraint. We we run buck wild, naked and free, into sin and into temptation. We don't live within the boundaries and measures that God has set. We don't pursue his purposes. We don't live in his presence. It continues in the message version. It says, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Other versions will say they're filled with joy and they're filled with bliss. So why do we need vision? Because I think all of us, especially coming into this new year, we need the blessing of God. We need joy. We need bliss. So what are the right tools then to have clear vision? And that's what I wanna get at today. What are the right tools to have clear vision, God's vision for 2021? So I want to take you to a verse in, or a story in Mark chapter 8. We've been going and journeying through the book of Mark. Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 26. And it says this, it says, They came to Bethsaida, and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes, yes, I read that right, when he had spit on on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, do you see anything? He looked up and he said, I see people and they looked like trees walking around. Once more, in verse 25, it says, once more, Jesus put his hand on the man's eyes and then then his eyes were opened and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. And Jesus sent him home, saying, don't even go into the village. So here is a man who literally could not see. He's blind. He has no sight. And we don't know the circumstances that, that made him blind. We don't know if he was born that way. We don't know if something happened during labor and in, in, in the birthing process. We don't know if something happened later on in life. All we know is that he's blind. And some of us are like this when it comes to seeing clearly what God has for us. Our circumstances, regardless of what they are, have blinded us to seeing beyond our natural vision. We can't see past our circumstances. We can't see how we're gonna get over the debt and through the debt. We can't see how we're gonna fix the relationship. We can't see how we're gonna restore the marriage. We can't see how we're gonna get past the pain and how we're gonna get past the disappointment. We can't see how we're gonna get through the addiction. We just can't see the way through. So seeing a a future... In the year that we have coming up, seeing what God, seeing uh, God's vision and God's direction, isn't even in the playing field for us because we can't see past what's going on. We're like this man who is literally blind. Now, if we could, if we could see, it would give us drive and hope in the now. If we could see past the circumstance, if we could have vision for what the future holds, we could find hope. That we're gonna get through it. Why could David stand off against a giant Goliath when trained soldiers who had seen battle cowered in fear? Why was it that a shepherd boy who had never experienced battle before would square off against a champion fighter? When the when the best soldiers wouldn't even wouldn't even step up to the plate. And don't tell me it's because he 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 trained really hard in in the fields with a slingshot, and so he knows how to wield the rock and a stone, you know? He's just really good. And yet, yes, he faced a bear, and yes, he faced a lion, but this is a champion fighter, right? I may I may box a little bit in the gym, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna go against an MMA fighter, right? That's not gonna happen. Why is it that David could do that? Let me tell you why. It's because David had vision for past the circumstance. Because David, when he was 17 years old, a prophet showed up at David's house, the prophet of God. And the prophet anointed David to be the next king of Israel. So David, as a young boy, squaring off against this giant, knew that he would survive, that he would make it past the circumstance because God had anointed him for a future purpose. It's easy to get through a circumstance when we can see beyond the circumstance. It's difficult to get past a circumstance when we can't see past it. Maybe we can't see God's vision forward because we can't and haven't gone to God. So what do we do when we don't have vision? What do we do when we can't see past our circumstance, when we can't see past the moment? When we don't know and we can't see, we go to the one who does know and can see it was this it was Jesus who gave this blind man sight. It was Jesus that helped this man see past his moment. It was Jesus who helped this man see past his situation. If we want to see what Jesus wants us to see, then we have to go to Jesus. If we want to get look past this circumstance, we have to go to God. Some of us are trying to brainstorm our way and think our way into vision, right? We hit a new year and we bust out a pen and paper and that's not wrong and maybe we look up some things and we're trying to find what's my word for the year. I read that in our devotional this morning. We're trying to figure all that, those things out and we try to think our way through it as opposed to actually going to God and finding vision. If you wanna see what Jesus wants you to see, you have to go to Jesus. And that happens through prayer and fasting. Now, what we do know about this man, this blind man, is that he had some friends, he had some people that brought him to Jesus. He needed somebody else to step up and guide him and lead him to the place where Jesus was. Now, listen to this. If you read the story, if you listened in, it says that it was these people who begged Jesus to touch him. This man didn't beg Jesus to touch him. This man didn't say, heal my side, I'm blind, I need to get through this. It was the people who could see, who begged Jesus to heal this man. And that word begged means begged. It means begged. They begged Jesus to heal this man. And that really touched my spirit. That really touched. Uh, me as the leader here at Parkway Church because I look at our vision here at Parkway Church and this is what I see. There are people who are so blinded to the truth that they cannot see Jesus clearly. You and me, we're talking about, how do we get vision for 2021? How do we know what God's direction is for my life when there are people who can't even see God? And so it was these people who brought this man to Jesus and we don't know anything about these people. We don't know if they had vision for their life. We don't know if they figured out what they were going to do in their new year. What we do know is that they saw Jesus, they saw Jesus, and they knew that Jesus could do something in this circumstance for this man. They led the one who couldn't see to the one who could make him see. You know, at Parkway, our vision here is for everyone who experienced Jesus in a life-changing way. Everyone to experience, to encounter Jesus in a way that radically changes their life. That's our vision statement. That is the why we do what we do. That is the why behind what we do. We picture people experiencing and encountering God's presence through worship. It's why we worship the way we worship. We experience in people encountering God through the message, through teaching. That's why we teach. We see people experiencing the presence of God in life groups, through relationships, we see people experiencing and encountering Jesus through, through serving, through, through helping on the dream team. And in all those different things, our prayer is that it would be life-altering for people. That they would encounter a very real God who loves them, who died for them, who saved them in a way that radically changes their life. You know, a lot of people have asked me, hey, what's, what's, what's our vision for 2021? What's, what's your vision, Pastor, for, for Parkway Church? It's the exact same. It hasn't changed. In fact, as far as I understand it, this has always been the vision of Parkway Church is to be a light into the community from the onset. Because I believe that if we go to God for God's vision for this church, the vision remains the same because it's a God vision, it's not a man vision. So what's my vision? What's our vision for 2021? It's the same. Now philosophies change and methods change. Obviously there's like eight people in this room right now and I'm looking into a camera talking to hopefully people on the other end. So, the method has changed, but the vision remains the same that there are people who don't know God. There are people who cannot see Jesus clearly. And so, what are we doing? We're doing anything we can so that everyone can experience God in a life changing way. The vision remains the same, but the methods shift. The methods shift. So, these people brought this man Jesus, brought this man to Jesus, and begged Jesus to touch him. They had vision of what Jesus could do in this man's life. When was the last time that you prayed for someone in a way that is to beg Jesus to touch their life? When was the last time you earnestly prayed for someone so hard it was as if you were begging Jesus to touch their life? What What if your vision for 2021 wasn't something for you, but something for someone else? What if if 2021 was the year that you didn't seek after God's direction for you, but it was the year that you brought the blind to encounter Jesus? Like I got to thinking, what if part of our inability to see with vision, with God's revealed direction, is because we're too busy looking at ourselves and not at other people? What if unlocking, unlocking God's vision for our lives was found in leading other people to Jesus. So let me just pose a challenge to us. Too often, we're looking to individualized purposes that we missed a clear command of scripture to the collective whole to go and make disciples. Like, let me tell you God's purpose for your life. It's to go and make more disciples. Clear, straightforward. You don't see Jesus ever telling people, well, let me tell you what your individualized purpose is. He's telling people to go and heal the sick, to love. He's telling people to go to others. What if our inability to know what God was gonna do in and through our lives is because we're so focused on self. We miss what God wants to do us through us into other people's lives. So Jesus takes a hold of this man at the request of the people and he, and he takes him outside the village probably because he was gonna do something that that they would think was really odd and strange, takes him outside the village and he spits in his eyes. You know, you're lucky you're not here today because I was planning an altar call and I was just gonna line everybody up and spit in their eyes. (laughs) Like, how about that for an altar call, right? You need healing? Come on forward. Let me spit on you. I don't think that's what this man signed up for. I don't think he's like, oh man, let's, let's go. I think he's saying, I want vision. I don't want spit. But do you ever feel like you've been spit on? Like, I think 2020 felt like we've been spit on a little bit. And I look at this text, and I don't want to read into this, but it was after the spit that the healing took place. Could this text be telling us that there is some healing, there's some growth, there's some forward movement that happens in our lives after the difficulty? That we have to go through the difficulty. We have to go through the the narrow road. We have to go through the valley. We have to go through the hardship in order to experience the healing. Jesus then asks him after he spits on him, he says, What do you see? Let me hawk a loogie, rub it in your eyes and ask you what you see. Um, I see some snot, that's what I see. He asks him, what do you see? And do you know what he's asking him to do? He's asking him to take a step of faith and open his eyes. He's asking him to trust and have faith that what Jesus just did accomplished something in his life. It restored something that was missing in his life. The answer to the prayer that is need- that. The answer to prayer needs to be acted upon. You know, too often we go to God and we pray and we ask him to help us and we ask him to do things in our lives and to heal us and and to provide for us. And then we don't act. But here we have a man acting upon on what he's just received. That's faith. It's, It's believing that when you pray, something begins to happen. Choosing to open your eyes to see that what you've just begged Jesus for is actually happened. What if this man never opened his eyes? It says that he lifted up his head. What if he never lifted up his head? What if he didn't trust? What if he thought there's no way this is is gonna bring me sight? There's no way that what you just did is gonna bring healing. What if he thought that? What if he never acted in faith and trusted that what Jesus just did could actually restore his sight? This man had to check to see if it worked. See, you and me, we gotta check. We gotta have trust. We gotta have faith that the things that God does in and through our lives, though often are difficult, are often leave us kind of feeling like, what was that? That he's at work and we have to trust and we have faith and open our eyes to see what could he be doing in the midst of this. You know, maybe for prayer, it's after you pray, it's thinking about and pausing and be like, okay, so what do I hear now? What do I see? What do I picture? What word's coming to my mind? Who's coming to my mind? Writing that stuff down. It's checking after we pray. Now here's the craziest thing about this miracle is he didn't see clearly right away. He didn't see clearly right away. His, his sight, his vision, wasn't immediately restored. But you and me, we like things to happen immediately. We like things to happen fast. We like the immediate. We like the sudden. And part of our problem is, is we think that miracles and God's provision and God's blessing, and how God works, should happen supernaturally. It should happen suddenly. But not all of God's miracles are, are immediate. Some of them are progressive. They don't happen overnight. They happen over time. We get frustrated with God because we don't think it's happening as soon as we'd like. We get frustrated and we say, well, this is not happening the way I expected it to happen. It's not happening as fast as I think it would. I thought I would be there by now. I thought I would have the healing by now. I thought I would be out of debt by now. I thought I would be married by now. I thought we would have conceived by now. I thought I would have got the promotion. I thought I would have the steady job. I thought I would have, have paid off that person. And we begin to get frustrated because it's not happening as fast. I prayed and nothing happened. Well, Jesus touched this man's eyes and he only partially saw it first. He only saw in part. But we fail to see that God is working because God is working progressively. I don't know if this happened when you were a kid, but I remember my parents, they used to mark my height growth on like a doorway. We had like this doorway in our house and every year they would just they'd line us up and you'd have to stand all straight and, and they put their hand there and they put a mark to see how much you grew. Now, I know this watching my own kids and my own life that I, don't, I can't see the growth happening as it's happening. But when I look at those marks, I can see it in increments. I can see it a little by little, that growth happening. And that's often like like God's working in our life. We don't see it in the moment, but when we look back, we can see it little by little. And what we have here in this story is a miracle in motion, a miracle happening little by little. Now, some of us, I believe, actually most of us, I believe, would give up after this. Jesus touches us, asks us what do we see. We only see in part. And so we just walk away. We say, well, this didn't work. That prayer didn't work. What the pastor said to do didn't work. Fasting didn't work. That doesn't work. What the church is preaching doesn't work. So I'm gonna walk away. And we walk away because we fail to see that God is working little by little and that he's working through the circumstance that we have before us. We can't just pray once and walk away. Now I think that's why Jesus asked this man, what do you see? It's almost as if he's saying, what do you see? I got a little bit more for you. And so the man has to answer, I don't see clearly yet. I see people like trees walking around. Basically, he's telling Jesus, it's not restored. My sight has not been restored. And so the text says this. It says, once more, Jesus puts his hands on the man's eyes. Once more. If anything you need to underline in your Bible today, if you have a Bible or highlight, it's that word once more. If you want to write something down in the chat to encourage somebody or to shout out, say once more. Once more, Jesus touched him. Jesus touched him a second time. And then it says that his eyes were opened and he saw everything clearly. How do we get vision for our lives and vision for 2021? How do we know God's direction, what he wants to do in us and through us? It's we got to go to God once more. We have to go once more. We have to be touched once more, until, until. Let me say that again. Until we can see clearly. Until we can see clearly. See, too often in our culture, in our societies, we just go to God once, and we think that's enough. When well, we need to go, go to God once more. So why would we pray and decide to pray for 21 days? Because once isn't enough because we wanna build a habit of going back to God again and again and again. I wanna talk about this prayer and fasting, this tool that we can use to receiving vision for our lives. So there's a guy named Maxwell Maltz, who was a plastic surgeon in the 1950s. And he began to notice a a phenomenon that was happening with each of his patients that he would perform surgery on. For instance, if if a patient had a nose job He began to notice that it would take about 21 days for that patient to get used to seeing their new face. Or if they had a a limb amputated, the patient would experience a phantom limb for about 21 days before they would adjust to their new situation. And so this prompted him to observe his own life and, and patterns and habits in his own life. And he began to realize that it took him about 21 days to adjust to new patterns in his own life. And he said this about these experiences. He said, These and many other commonly observed phenomena tend to show us that it requires a minimum of 21 days for an old mental image to dissolve and a new one to gel. And obviously since then you and I have read countless things and heard countless studies on it takes about 21 days or 28 days or 30 days for a new habit to form. And I don't know if you're like me but it tends to take a little bit longer than that. Habits don't form that easily. But what would it look like If you and me as a church, if we committed to 21 days to pray for specific needs each day, what would it look like if a a group, a community of believers spent three weeks seeking the face of God, denying um, aspects of our life, our flesh, fasting to pursue the purposes that God has for us? I think we would get clearer vision. I think we would have restored sight. I think we would experience breakthrough. I think we would get the direction that we need. You know, I want us to enter this new year not with a list of goals and resolutions. I don't think that's wrong. Do that if you need to, but I don't think that's the purpose. I think the purpose is to seek the face of God and let him determine what he wants for our lives and then run with that. And that's where this 21 days of prayer fasting comes in is it sets the stage right from the beginning, from this new year, right of going to God again, and again, and again, and again, until we build this habit of prayer and fasting, this habit of denying ourselves and choosing to go to him once more until we experience the breakthrough that we're looking for. And so starting today, January 3rd, we're committing to 21 days to pray and to fast. Now, just to close it up, here's what this looks like. It means that every single day we're going to commit a specific time, maybe for you it's in the morning, maybe it's in the evening, specific place, whatever that looks like, but you're committing to pray for a specific need. Now, we have posted on our Instagram account, our Facebook account. It's also through our website, a prayer guide, where we are going to pray for a specific need each day. Today, we're praying for Parkway Church. We're praying for this church. That's the need today. But among the 21 days of, of prayer, we're also fasting We're choosing to deny ourselves, to deny our flesh and to center in on God. Now for you, you can do a a full fast, which means that you fast um, from food, maybe for an entire day and you only consume liquids. Maybe for you, you do a selective fast, where you abstain from certain food groups, maybe it's meat like the Daniel fast, and we have some information on that on our website as well. Maybe you do a partial fast where you fast certain times of the day, you fast certain meals, it could, it could look like whatever. If for health reasons you're, you're saying, well I can't fast um, from food, I can't do that, I have, I have this and that, well there's other things that you can do instead of food. You can, you can do a media fast. You can fast um, from TV or, or social media, except for on Sundays while you're watching online, because you need to do that. You, you, whatever it looks like for you, it's denying something that is is a basic human need or something that is that is a, a big part of your life. It's denying yourself that in order to focus on God and commit to prayer. Now, this is over and above our regular prayer. Like the, this is the this is. If, if tithing is the equivalent to our prayer life, then this is our offering. This is what we're doing over and above that. The main focus is that we're centering on God and what God wants to give us in 2021. Because I believe, I'm going to close with this and we're going to end in prayer, that 2021 needs clear vision. And you and I, we don't have clear vision. 2021 needs God's vision. And how are we gonna get that? Just like this blind man received sight, we're gonna keep going once again. And once again, back to Jesus for him to touch us until that sight has been restored, until we can see clearly God's purposes for us in this year. I believe wholeheartedly that God has a purpose for your life. I believe God has purposes for all of us in here. And that purpose, what God's revealed direction is for you may surprise you don't try to think your way into it. Get into his presence. Get into prayer. Seek the face of God. Go to him. And listen, if you're somebody who believes that God's given you direction and purpose, then grab somebody else. Be like those those people who brought this blind man to Jesus. Grab somebody. Maybe 2021 is the year that you bring some blind people to Jesus for their sight, their spiritual sight to be restored. I believe in that. I believe 2021 could look remarkably different than we think it could be if we pursue God's presence and we bring, uh, we bring people to Jesus. So would you bow your heads? All in this room, the few of us that are in this room, let's bow our heads online, wherever you are, let's bow our heads and let's just ask God um, to move over these next three weeks. Holy God, we just thank, thank you for your presence this morning. We thank you that we can worship. I know it's different, feels different for us and the room feels different for me. Lord, I'm thankful that we can open up your word. We can look at Proverbs 29. We can look at Mark chapter eight. And God, we can learn from the stories and from the truth that is sown within this scripture. And I pray that today, Father God, something would be sown into our hearts, that we would remember, God, that vision comes through your presence, through being in your presence, through waiting on you. So help us to be the kind of people that go once again to your presence and return once again in prayer and return once again until our vision has been restored. I believe you have vision, I believe you have sight, and I believe you have purpose, God, for each and every single one of us, God. I believe that this year, God, you could have something for us, but I believe that we can only figure out what that is in your presence. And so for the next 21 days, Lord, as we as a church commit to praying and fasting, would you move in a powerful way. Would you move in individual lives? Would you move over this this church community, this faith community? Would you move over our region? And would we experience the breakthrough, God, that we preach about? Lord, in the name of Jesus, help us to be people who commit to fasting and praying, to seeking your face for vision for 2021. Lord, bless every person within the sound of my voice, God, but ultimately, God, we bless your name for this is all for your glory. It's all for your namesake. In the name of Jesus, We love you, God. We praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you are new today, you're tuning in, or you're just a newer to our community and you have not yet filled out our online connect card, just head to weareparkway.com slash next steps and fill that out. That does two things. One, it lets us know that you're new and you're here, helps us to connect with you. But secondly, it actually adds you to our database. You know, so for, the, for those of you who may not get information or feel like we haven't connected with you, but you've been a part of this church, maybe you haven't done that and we don't have you in our system. And online right now makes it really hard for us to connect with people because I don't know who's on the other end of this camera, except for when I go on later, maybe I can find out. But go to weareparkway.com slash next steps. Fill out that Connect card. That's helpful for us. And we're gonna send you a small gift just to say thank you. Um, if you're part of our church community, you're looking for prayer, there's multiple avenues that you can seek prayer. Uh, the first is you can go to weareparkway.com slash prayer. Fill out a request form and we'll pray for you. Uh, you can message us directly, lots of different places. Give us a call, leave a message on our voicemail. We wanna pray with you. And for all of us that are committing to this next 21 days of prayer and fasting, a lot of information on our website, weareparkway.com slash 21 days of prayer. It'll also be on the main page. I believe our greatest breakthrough is on the other end of this 21 days. I believe you're gonna get vision for your year. I believe you're gonna get God's directed vision um, purposes for your life if you go to him in prayer. God bless you and have a great week.